Welcome to Starlight Radio Dreams, the comedy show with a podcasting habit brought to you by our backers on Patreon. This episode is part one of the full live-streamed show from August. This is our 0.5 episode of our fifth season. This episode features the talents of Ansel Birch, Ben McCauley, Ellen DeSitter, Jared McDerris, Carolyn Blake, Kat Evans, Michael Jackowitz, Rachel Grandigluski, and Sam Locke. Now, without further ado, on with the show! Listeners and viewers, the time has come for the comedy show with a podcasting habit brought to you by our backers on Patreon. Starlight Radio Dreams, recorded and streamed live from my study in Chicago, Illinois. Tonight, we are all serials and all premieres. That's right, it's pilot season here here at Starlight Radio Dreams, and we are beginning with Paschetti vs. the Cactus Kid the wonderfully weird Penny Perkins, and interstellar intercourse. Now, feel free to make whatever noise and excitement won't freak out your pets as we begin the show! We'll try that now. It sounds like you can probably hear me now. Fabulous. So you heard the first part. That's good. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the show. We've got an amazing production lined up for you this evening with so much to enjoy. In fact, with everything we have prepared, I have a production manager with a stopwatch in the corner of my screen, and she is already giving me the stink eye about uh, leaving the microphone unplugged for that second bit there. Uh, so, we are going to move quickly into the show. We have so much going on, and uh, I, I think... I think you're going to really enjoy it. So this first piece comes to us from the Station Inn in, Nash- in Nashville, Tennessee, for Boozlers in the Basement. Well, hello, Mr. Showtime and all the Starlight listeners. We hope you're all doing well. We, the Boozler cousins, Beulah, Eugene, and Glade, are coming to you from the basement of the Station Inn in Nashville. Still. Yeah. Good point, Glade. Glade wanted me to mention, in case you hadn't heard, we got locked down here several months ago. We streamed a couple of songs, and a man named Mr. Vanderdross began sending us food, and he said as long as we keep playing songs, he'll keep us fed. He sends us little care packages to Rufus the Alligator, who leaves them right at our sewer drainage grate. We've been trying to keep our spirits up by remembering fun events we used to play, whack-a-mole tournaments. Electric pogo stick conventions, confetti tastings. Try as I might, my palate just never learned to discern between confetti grades or flavors. But Glade here is nearly a confetti sommelier. But the event we love to remember the most is our own family gathering, the annual Boozler Jamboree. Do you 
just like the Empire. We gotta remember who we are. Of what it's like. I can just hear the music. At the Jamboree. That's a big old party for those of you who've never been to the South. That's right. It may be just three Boozlers in this basement, but we're carrying on the Boozler traditions right here. We're having a great old jamboree, and we invited Rufus, and after one fabulous Boozler jamboree, he brought his friends to the next one. We dance all night. Like no one's watching, cause they can't. We play our games. Dark split cups, pin the tail on Rufus. Like pretty lights. I made a disco ball out of plastic cups. We ain't ashamed. Well, as we mentioned, no one can see us dance, that helps. In lieu of pink streamers, we cut up Glade socks and hung them from the disco ball. We welcomed some mighty fine guests, roaches, rats, and possums. And let me tell you, they really know how to cut a rug. And every couple of hours, when we all need a little cooling off, Glade puts his thumb up the faucet and creates a fountain stream effect. We worked really hard to recreate the jamboree in all its aspects, even the parts where it always gets out of hand. Sometimes we sweet brawl, tarts are not as good as cause heads. we drink too much. Don't snort the sweet tarts, Sometimes Glade. Sometimes we get mauled by the gator's touch. Usually Glade. When morning arrives, I saw a rat doing the walk of shame. Three, and all our guests, I'll probably survive. Hangover pain proves you're alive. Boozles never say die. Except to our opponents. Nor should you too. Genie, check your grammar. When we see the sky. Someday. We'll toast you. When, when we see, see the, the sky, sky. We'll toast you. We hope you all can throw your own nostalgic soirees at home, but do not, I repeat, do not try and snort sweet tarts. Or Smarties. Good addendum, Glade. That's right. That's all for now. Stay safe, friends. Hey, there goes the possum doing the stride of pride. Oh, that's nice. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Although I am a little bit concerned about their stance on which candies you are allowed to snort, because I'm pretty sure the answer should be none of them. But, that being said, it's time for our first cereal of the evening. Hold on to your ten-gallon hats and grab your spurs for a fresh western adventure. Once you tie that pony up to the hitching post, you'll be ready for Big Benjamin Bart's Shootin' Show to bring you an entertainment experience unlike anything you've ever known. It's time for the series pilot of Paschetti vs. the Cactus Kid! Well, if it ain't Big Benjamin Bart, the White Knight of the West. You got any last words before I make them your last? Pride goeth afore the fall, Bart. And just you remember, that same sun that glowers down at me, well, it frowns down on you as well. And the... Uh, the, um... Tribulations of man. The tribulations of man. And the manifestations of God's will. Machinations. Huh? Machinations of God's will. 
What'd I say? Manifestations. What's what's the difference? Just say the line. And the mani- The machinations of God's will on this here earth, they- They- Manifest? Yeah, manifest. They manifest in strange and in- Oh God, they manifest- the in the manifestations of God's will on oh wait wait damn it draw was that draw what draw damn it draw oh 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 don't draw say draw skip to the end of your line and say draw oh draw no shit. That's how Big Benjamin Bart won the West. <laughs> hey, this here's a rehearsal. Looks more like a train wreck to me. Hey, that's pretty Go on, get out of here. Get. So, so do I got the part? No. Oh, come on, Ben. I can shoot. You said it yourself. I'm the best shot you ever seen. You can't remember your line. It's true. I think you may have actually invented some new words. Oh, you fired Todd. Who else is going to play the villain? Speaking of firing... I'll just pull someone drunk out of a ditch. Again. I can do it. I can act. Big Benjamin Bart versus the Cactus Kid. Don't that sound exciting? You're a novelty act, kitty. Come look at the girl shooting the gun. Oh, ain't that weird? Isn't that something? Yeah, okay, but I'm good at it. And, you know, I can talk speeches and shit. Let me try again. You're a novelty act, kitty. You go between the dog-faced boy and the daggum bearded lady. For the last time, you ain't nothing but a novelty act. That's it. I quit. I have asked you 17 times to stop referring to me as a novelty, Mr. Bart, and you have flatly refused to meet my request. Please consider this my official resignation. Oh, really? Where's a bearded lady gonna go to get work? You honestly believe I cannot find other slack-jawed cretins to ogle at me in exchange for coin without your facilitation. Your naivete is abhorrently opprobrious. Good day, sir. Miss Cactus. Bye. Okay, I don't think I can do the bearded lady routine, but I can shoot and I can talk. I'm kidding for the last time. There ain't no way in heaven nor earth that I will ever, for any reason, ever let you speak lines in my show. Excuse me, Mr. Bart. May I speak to you about our budget for a moment? Budget? Why do you want to talk about our budget? Well, I am your accountant, sir, and I'm afraid business has been, shall we say, less remunerative than we might have hoped, and given that you loudly fired Todd this morning, our flagship production is in need of a new second man, which is not an insignificant cost. And now I hear Beatrice has quit. Beatrice? Who's Beatrice? Beatrice Beasley, Beatrice. She did the bearded lady routine. Oh, yeah, yeah. So what? Well, Beatrice is our largest draw, making her the primary earner for the Big Bart Entertainment Company. Wait, now, now, hold on just a minute. 
The bearded lady was our biggest draw. Yes, Beatrice's performance was our most profitable show. This is the fourth time I'm telling you this. You recall perhaps our meeting last week when I advised you to restructure the show around Beatrice. I believe you referred to the idea as some dip-ass beard extravaganza horseshit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How funny. Yes, sir. Perhaps a bit less funny is the news that we may well be insolvent by the end of the week or possibly day, depending on how tonight's show goes. Uh, what's insolvent? <sighs> Broke. Ah, oh, yeah. Hmm. Shit. Well, I'm gonna have to go, uh, ponder this. Ponder means go get drunk. Also, I've been here the whole time. I deduced as much. Hmm. Deduced means I figured it out. I know. Well, I'm going to go to the saloon and ponder my brains out. You want to come? As a rule, no, but my doctor did recommend trying something new. And it's ridiculous, because I can talk words real good. I I can talk words as good as anyone else. I do agree with that last point. The words are incidental, I assure you. What you require is a gimmick. For example, a full, luxurious beard. Exactly! Big Benjamin Bart versus the Cactus Kid! Don't back out of ring! That's my stage name, the Cactus Kid. I am aware. Are you gonna drink that? As yet, I'm undecided, but I'm seeing little evidence that I should. A stage name is no gimmick, Kitty. What's in a name and all that? What? Pardon? What's in a name? Anyway, it's not just the beard, my dear woman. You must also work the beard, massage the beard, caress the beard. Uh... Your, your beard? The beard itself is incidental. But you said... It's the gimmick. You must work the words, massage them, fill them. You'll remember the words better if you value them, and you'll value them if you do something with the words. Or in my case, the beard. Now, if you will excuse me, I wish I could stay to smugly glower over your failing business, but... I must pack for the trip west. West? Quite. My Aunt Benedicta has a place in Illinois. It's built on a swamp, but as they say, you can build your fortune on a festering pit of infectious poisons, or you can move to Illinois. As long as you're going west, you should head all the way to Wyoming. I hear they're so hard up out there, men is paying five bucks for a gander at women's underwear. Five bucks? Yes, well... My ambitions are as mercenary as anyone's, but I think my beard represents a more uniquely profitable asset than my bloomers. Good evening! And that's what we gotta get. A uniquely profitable asset. Five dollars per customer. Are you gonna drink that? It is looking less likely by the minute. What you writing? I am configuring profit projections. For what? Showing your assets? Are you thinking of getting into the business? Actually, I was thinking that if people were willing to pay $5 to look at a pair of underpants, they'll pay as much for practically any form of entertainment. And as I expect our business to be folding within the hour... Folding? I'm afraid so, unless Benjamin happens to find Edwin Booth wedged under a pig trough, which I am not excluding from the realm of possibility. 
But my mother always taught me that faith is for fools and that hope is for fools. I think she was expecting me to ask what a fool is. I never did, though. I got it. We'll head over to the barbershop and we'll sweep up all the cut-up hair and we can make me a beard. You don't need a beard. She said you need to fill out the words. What's that mean? I'm not sure. Over-enunciate, maybe. What does that mean? Talk really big and brown. Uh, oh, okay. You think if I talk big enough, Ben will let me perform? If he's desperate enough, so yes. Oh, heck. Oh, he's probably found some drunken art taught him the lines already. Why can't I remember the dang lines? And are you gonna drink that? Gentle folk and gentle folk. Ben! Come on, come on. There's a big, great big, big old Bart. Ben's a Bart. Bart. I have decided not to drink this. Oh, he's passed out. How are we going to do the show now? That's really a moot point by now. But without Ben, the lead actor, there ain't no one to perform. Again, ultimately irrelevant. I mean, sure. This is the man who's flatly refused to let me fulfill my dream of performing spoken word in front of an audience. But still, there's a show coming and no one to perform in it. And here lies Ben, unconscious and immobile. What are we gonna do? I'm confident inspiration will find you shortly. Wait, I got an idea. Let's chop off a mule's tail and glue it to his butt. I'm not entirely sure that's beneficial to the situation. Wait, I got an idea. We can do the show. You and me. So, what's that you were saying now about a mule's tail? You know the lines, right? I absolutely do not. Well, I do. All I gotta do is fill it out. What do you say? Is it too late to start looking for Edwin Booth under the pig truck? Let's go. Stop right there. I done got you dead to rights. Well, if it ain't Big Benjamin Bart, the White Knight of the West, this hair town ain't big enough for the both of us. You got any last words afore I make them your last? Pride goeth afore the fall, Bart. And just you remember, that same sun that glowers down at me, it frowns on you as well. And the machinations of God's will on earth, they manifest in accordance with men of force, men of passion, Destiny. Destiny. Draw! Oh! I am slain! And that's how Big Benjamin Bart won the West. Thank you. Where's the bearded lady? She quit. Oh. I don't think my gun went off. I don't think your show went off. Who is that guy? That guy is funny. How <laughs> dare you besmirch my heart? Were you just watching the whole time? I'll have you know I was vomiting in a nearby pig trough. Kitty, you are here by fire. Hold on. I am 
Gonna dry heave before I say this. Wait, what about the sales? How much did we make? Three dollars and seventeen cents. Is that a lot? We're insolvent. What's insolvent? Broke. Oh, shit. You are, you are, you're fired, Kitty. Oh, well, you think I can't find an audience without you? Your naivete is opprobrious. Opprobrious. Yeah, yeah. One of them. And you know what else? I'm moving. Out east. West. Out west. I'm gonna start my own show. People's desperate for underpants out there. Entertainment. People's desperate for entertainment out there. I'm gonna set up my own place and make five dollars a gander. Five dollars? Ganders? Get out of here! That's what our projections indicate. Five dollars per customer based on population surveys would have us turning a solid profit after less than two weeks of standard business. Okay, folks. I got me an idea. I eagerly anticipate hearing it. We're gonna take Big Benjamin Bart's shooting show out west of Wyoming. Hold on there. Who said you could come along? Well, I think y'all forgetting one important fact. What's that? I own all them costumes. That does represent a pretty significant infrastructural investment. All right, but you gotta let me perform. Words and all. Well... That was a pretty incredible performance. We're also hemorrhaging actors at a significant rate. I've prepared a breakdown for you. I'd be happy to go over it with you in exacting detail, debating each point until we've reached an accord. Uh... Or you can just trust that your accountant knows what she's doing. Oh, yeah. yeah let's just trust that my accountant... All right, folks, we're going to Wyoming. There's gold in them there rubes. Big Benjamin Bart versus the Cactus Kid. Don't that got a ring? Hot dog! Well, how exciting. I think I'll go restructure some actuaries to calm down. Oh, how have we not done a Western before? If only for all the fun accents. It's, uh, it's, it's fun. I'm so pleased that we're finally getting back into that, uh, into that realm of, of, uh, stories. And, uh, a little, a little slice of Americana. Uh, for those of you wondering if Burlington Showtime remembers that time in American history, I'm not telling. Ha 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 ha. Even though I will say it's been since before the war, I'm not going to say which war, since my hair was this long. Thank you, COVID, for that. Um, <clears throat> uh, incidentally, I've still hidden the non-fabric scissors from Sherlington. It's been a brilliant plan. Oh, we're moving along. We're moving along. Lately, we've all needed to get some things off of our chest. Perhaps the answer can be starting your own podcast. What would you start a podcast about? Because uh, this person clearly needed to get some things off of their chest and uh, started a podcast about it. Hello and welcome to Rant, a podcast for getting things off your chest. Hi from Mary. And this is Linda. And I'm Sue. So what's been grinding our gears this week, ladies? Oh my god, my kids are making me insane. 
Jackie just won't listen to anything my wife or I say. She's gotten so rude and indignant. She's never been one to act like this before. The other day, she told me I was the worst mother ever. And she has two moms. So that could actually be true. That's terrible. But you're a great mom. She's just going through one of those teenage phases. It'll pass. She is nine. Oh. Well... My week was so rough. I had to go to three different grocery stores just to find the kind of wine my mother-in-law likes, and then she decided she's not even coming over for dinner on Friday. At least I have a lot of wine to drink now. It's always nice to have a silver lining. Yes, Sue, treat yourself. How was your week, Mary? (sighs) Well... My boss denied my funding for the research project I was leading that was working on affordable cancer treatments for low-income patients, which means that's a year of work I have to completely give up. He belittles everyone on his staff and makes us all work overtime without pay, so he won't have to hire anyone new and is making us all use our remaining funding on a project to try and support the ridiculous claim that vaccines cause autism. Wow. He sounds awful. You're way too good to be working for a jerk like that. He also ate my lunch yesterday, even though it clearly had my name on it. How dare he? He is such a monster. I really wish I could find a new job, but I'm contracted for at least another year. I'm so sorry, Mary. We could kill him. (laughs) Wait, what? Is that an option? Why not? You're kidding, right? He is really terrible. So it's settled. We kill him. Wait, no. What do you mean we? Sue, you can't just go around talking about killing people. Don't worry. We'll make it look like an accident. I've listened to so much true crime. No, we can't kill anyone. We won't. Sue, stop winking. This is a podcast. Linda does have a point, Sue. Plus, I think talking about it on a podcast would make it count as premeditated, even if it is a really convincing accident. Ugh, fine. You guys are no fun. Can we at least mail him a glitter bomb? Okay! Well, thanks for listening to Rant this week. Tune in next week when... Or what about a bag of dicks? We are definitely on a watch list now. Uh, spoiler warning, it's been ten years since Lost was on television. Which is a spoiler to me, because I thought that spoilers... We... I thought we would need a spoiler warning for this episode. It's been ten years. Ten years. Also, fifty-three years since Gilligan was on television. Fifty-three years! Seems like yesterday. Anyway, we now journey to one of our favorite settings, England. We've got all the consent applications filled out to join the Levy family for the evening as they welcome a new childcare solution into their lives. Get yourself a spoonful of sugar, fermented if you like, and prepare to meet the wonderfully weird Penny Perkins. In the quaint London town of Finsbury, nestled among the quaint hazel trees, we find a quaint little house. Inside this quaint house is the quaintest of families in all of London town, the family Levy. As quaint a family you have never seen. Why, here is the patron of the house, Mr. Levy, returning home after a hard day's work. 
there's nothing I like more than returning home from a hard day's work to a lovely, quaint house of which I am certain no ill doings have been done whilst I was away. And here is Mrs. Levy, also returning after a hard day's work. Ah, oh, home at last. My dear husband, here we are, standing on the front doorstep to our quaint little home. Inside these doors reside our wonderfully quaint little children, being dutifully watched over by our lovely, if not a whit uptight nanny, Ingrid. Ah, Ingrid. Her straight-laced demeanor and tough-love ways are certain to touch our children's hearts and minds, and mold them into the quaint adults they are destined to be. All we have to do to confirm these thoughts is merely open this door and see the bright, shining looks on everyone's face, and then hugs all round. I don't know about all this uh, hugging business. Uh, perhaps a firm handshake. Yes, we wouldn't want the children getting the wrong idea. And so, with placid smiles on their faces, Mr. and Mrs. Levy open their quaint door into their quaint house. But inside, Things were not so quaint. Well, what, what's all this then? Clothes on the floor, a fire in the kitchen, a shaved dog covered in frosting. Preposterous! Frosting is for cakes, not dogs. We don't, we don't even have a dog. Whose dog is this? Perhaps our dear nanny Ingrid can explain this kerfuffle. Why, here she comes, walking towards us as we speak. You are correct. That is her. A good day, Ingrid. And good night! Good night? Why, it's barely even 4pm. I wouldn't deign to call that night. And with that, Ingrid left the quaint little house, slammed the quaint front door, and made her way angrily down the quaint streets of Finsbury. Early evening at best. Do you think this was the children's doing? Hopefully, or else I'll have to go down and chase Ingrid, and that would require me changing into my chasing shoes. An awful lot of work. Let's just ask the children. Oh, children! At their mother's beck and call, two children made their way down the quaint stairs. Good evening, mother. Good evening, father. Mm. Good evening indeed. Uh, children, this house is disheveled, to say the least. Are you two responsible for this mess? Boy child? Was not I, mother. Was girl child what did it? Mother, he lies. Boy child was just as responsible. Now, here, this is the third nanny we've lost since Christmas. Whatever are we going to do with you children? As two working adults, we need a nanny to care for you during the day and teach you lessons about life, preferably through song. We're quite sorry, Mother. We'll be good for the next nanny. Well, you heard better, because if you scare away one more caretaker, you're going to hell. Hull. Hull, right. To live with your Aunt Gertrude. And Aunt Gertrude is far from quaint. Not Auntie Gertrude! We will be good, we promise. Very well. On the morrow we will find a new nanny. Now, time for bed, children. Make certain to put the kitchen fire out before you brush your teeth. Yes, yes mother. mother! And so, with the fire quaintly extinguished and saving as much of the frosting before it got disgusting, the children readied themselves for bed. Boy child? Yes, girl child? What do you think our new nanny will be like? I'm certain we both have our wishes. 
Shall we sing about it? I'd rather not. All right then. Good night. Good night. The children were quick to fall asleep in their quaint little beds. Night came and went, and timed perfectly with the sunrise peeking over the horizon. There was a knock on the door. A knock on the door? Whoever could that be? It must be the new nanny for our children. Quickly, let us make to the front door with haste. Mr. and Mrs. Levy made their way down their quaint stairs, through their quaint, slightly burned kitchen, and to their quaint front door. And now, the reveal of our new nanny. I am neither excited nor disinterested. Now to open the door. Greetings and hello. Those mean the same thing, but whatever. Uh, you guys the Levi's? Levy, actually. Oh, shit. Sorry. Uh, I mean... Oh, um, hi. I'm Penny Perkins. I'm the new nanny. Penny, wonderful to meet you. May I take your parasol? Um, it's an umbrella. The nanny agency told me I needed one. I don't know why it hasn't rained in days. Parasols are actually used to protect you from the sun, not the rain. So you use umbrellas. Parasols? Parasols. On nice days? And then, what? Get all wet when it rains? That seems backwards. No, no, we- England is so weird. Quite. Here, let me call the children. Oh, children! No sooner had their mother called for them, the children hurried down the quaint stairs to meet their new nanny. Children, this is your new nanny, Penny Perkins. Say hello. Hello. Oh, you meant the kids. Now, children, your mother and I are heading off to work. Remember what we said about hell. Hell. Right. Be on your best behavior for Miss Perkins. We will, Father. We will, Father. We adore you both, but being of upper middle class, that is the level of affection we are allowed to give. Toodles. And with that, Mr. and Mrs. Levy made their way to work, leaving Penny and the children in their quaint little house. So, you are kids. That we are, Miss Perkins. Cool, cool. Apologies if this offends, but you aren't from London, are you? Me? Oh, I'm a transfer from Ohio. Ohio, America. An American? How quaint. Is that good? I think it's lovely. Oh, nice. Okay, so I'm in charge of you kids until your parents get home. I heard you two like to cause trouble, so I'ma ask you not to do that when I'm here. Cool? Oh, we promise, Miss Perkins. And so, we will go and sit in our rooms in silence until mother and father return from work. Oh, legit! Ah, that would be awesome. Question before you go, what is the Wi-Fi password? It's on the refrigerator. It may be a bit burnt from yesterday. We were a bit naughty. I'm sure I'll figure it out. Thanks, kids. And so the children went to their rooms, whilst Penny figured out the Wi-Fi password and lounged in the quaint living room watching their not-so-quaint large-screen television. 
and aimlessly swiping on a nondescript dating app. No. No. Yes. No. Yes. Super yes. No. No. God, British people are just as plain looking as Americans. Game of Thrones tricked me again. When suddenly, the phone in her hand began to vibrate. Mm, shit, at the agency. Um, hello? Miss Penny Perkins. Speaking. Tell me, how has your first day nannying been? Oh, super great. The kids are angels. Really now? Do tell. For sure. We just had a wonderful session of me teaching them how to read a slightly burnt Wi-Fi password. Is that so? Are you certain they're not just locked up in their room waiting in silence for their parents to come home? Uh... And do not slouch, it is improper. Whoa. Uh, how did you... We are nannies, Miss Perkins. We have powers normal people would never understand. Right. That makes sense. When we chose you to come to England to study our ways, you made a promise to help instill lessons and morals into any child you're watching over, preferably through song. Not sit around waiting to see if they finally got off that island. Is that a reference to Gilligan or Lost? I beg your pardon? Because they don't get off in either show. You are neglecting- I mean, I guess Lost technically did, but the whole part was probably just symbolism for being stuck in purgatory, so- I don't watch television, and it was the only reference I could think of, so come off it! So, you- Ms. Perkins- Upstairs right now are two young, amenable children wishing for someone to guide them. Imagine what they are going through right now. Meanwhile, in their quaint little bedroom, the children discuss the new nanny. So, how are we getting rid of this one? You heard what father said, girl child. One more runaway nanny and we're off to hell. Hal. Hal. I'm certain father will forget all this, living with Auntie Gertrude business shortly hereafter. We will just have to wait a bit longer for the thought to pass, and then we may continue our trademarked mischief and shenaniganry. Oh, how wonderfully perfect. Let us use this time to plan our most elaborate hijinks yet. Very good, boy child. We will... Be well behaved and attentive in her presence, but when we are alone, the scheming shall commence. She will not see it coming. They never do. <laughs> Back in the quaint living room. Poor darlings. Who? The children, Miss Perkins. Right. I'll. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I just wanted to get them used to me occupying the same space without interacting one-on-one, -on -one, you know? Like when you get a new cat. So I figure in like an hour, I'll go up there and then Ahem. please let me finish this episode. 
The one where he has to steal the captain's watch before... Penelope Marie Perkin. Oh, shit. Full name. You will make your way up to that bedroom, speak to those children, and teach them something. Preferably through song. You're damn right. All right, all right, all right. I'm, I'm on my way. Spit spot. What the hell does that even now. mean? Fine. And so... Penny made her way up the quaint staircase and knocked on the quaint little bedroom door. Uh, hey kids, are you in there? Oh, Pooh, it's her. I will get it. You put away the schematics. I concur. With a quaint little noise, the quaint bedroom door slowly and quaintly opened. Yes, Miss Perkins? Sorry. Were we being too loud? No, no, not at all. I just thought you kids might want to learn something. Like what? I don't know. What do you not know? How would we know what we don't know if we don't know it? Whoa. Sorry. My brain's gotta catch up. Okay. I understand. What about maths? Maths? <laughs> Sounds more like you need an English lesson, which I am also terrible at. So, next. We have gotten in trouble recently for playing with fire in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. That's it? Right. Shit. Song. You swore. Curse words are a lesson for another day. Today we're dealing with fire safety. All right, here we go. And with a wave of her hand, the children's bedroom was transformed into a cartoon kitchen. Whoa. What in the world? Why, our quaint bedroom has turned into a cartoonish kitchen. How can this be? It's the powers of a nanny. Don't worry, nothing here is real. It's just for a lesson. Shall we? Girl child, none of our previous nannies could do all this. It's fine. It will still be just another boring lesson. No need to fret. When you see a kitchen you want to burn And there is a lesson that you should learn If you find yourself with the desire to start an itty bitty fire You should never play games with the flames or you'll burn, burn, burn Is it just me? Or is this cartoonish kitchen getting hotter? Holy Mother of God! If a box of matches can make you yearn for a burning building then be concerned who wants premature cremation just avoid the conflagration remember to never play games with the flames or you'll burn 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 Once more, I'll say before 
don't want to end up inside an urn. It's true that fire's super cool, but save that shit for boarding school. Just wait till you're grown to play games with the flames or you'll burn, burn. It was all fake. Back safe in your bedroom. Did you two learn your lesson about playing with fire? The quaint little front door swung open, and Mr. and Mrs. Levy returned to their quaint little house. Oh, children! We're home! Penny Perkins made her way down the quaint staircase, with the quaint, pale, mortified children staggering slowly behind. Well, Miss Perkins, it seems the house is in order, and you seem in good spirits. I take it the children were on their best behavior. Oh, they were great. Super nice kids. Even got to teach them a little something about the dangers of playing with fire. Through song? How's yeah through song? Well, you are a bit unorthodox, but perhaps this quaint little house could use a bit of unorthodox. And not actually religious. So... Oh, how charming. What do you say, children? Should Miss Perkins stay on as your new nanny? Well... Keeping in mind my threat of Aunt Gertrude still stands... She is wonderful, Father. Terrific. Aces. The tops. What on earth do you mean? Do you remember what just happened? We have to get rid of her. And we will. But if we chase her away too soon, it's off to hell. Oh, very well done today, Miss Perkins. Thanks. And it's a good thing we are clearly distracted by this separate conversation with you, or else we might just hear the rambling of our children's murmuring to each other right next to us. I'm sure they're speaking about childish things like lollipops, tinker toys, and horsey rides. With the biggest knife we can find. It will be arduous, but we shall prevail. As we always do. We've got to shake it off and be better prepared for tomorrow. You're right. And after today's events, at least we know what we're in for. They had no idea what they were in for. And so from that day forward, Penny Perkins became the live-in nanny for the Levy family, took a room in their quaint little house, and entered into a new life of laughter, lessons, love, and quite possibly years of expensive therapy. And so we leave our quaint little home in Finsbury until tomorrow. So that show reminded me of a fun tip from the world of entertainment. In case you're ever concerned that you might be in a musical, if you have a lung condition but you can still sing, you're in a musical. There you are. It's true from... Penny Perkins all the way to Les Miserables, the classics, you know. Uh, that being said, uh, 
Uh, thank you. Yes, the, the PM is being very insistent that I keep it moving. So, we've all been a lot more food motivated lately, and just the other day, Sherlington got me to sit and stay using a cookie. So that happened. Turns out I do a lot of tricks for food. Maybe you do too. What's your favorite food you've been eating during quarantine? Enjoy this next show. I'm told it's, um, it's a cooking show. It's called What's Cooking with Missy O'Danaher. Hello, everyone. Missy O'Danaher here, your siren of self-actualization. Still baking, still snacking, and still tasting my way through this quarantine. I hope you are too. While some extroverts utilize the term social butterfly, I was more of a social bird of prey. Oh, how I miss the opportunities to sing, strike, and feed. Dinner parties, potlucks, cocktail lounges. I miss humans and the sweet vittles we consumed together. Hence today, I thought I'd sing about love. One might almost call this a love letter. Uh, song. Love song. Hmm, I suppose that's not much of a stretch. Never mind. People sometimes tell me to steer clear of you. You're a bit much, keep doses small. But I can't stay away, I just can't get enough of you, babe. I'm keeping you around, love, for the long haul. Don't care if I really should. You make my day so good. I get it, I get it. I want you on my plate three times a day. You're mine, 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 I don't mean to throw no shade towards olive oil. Appreciate you and all that you do. But with every saute, grass-fed, carry gold, I want you to stay. Slather you on corn and my toast too. The yummy. Sounds I make because with you I bake again and again, and I want to sing your praise on all my days. You're my, 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 my butter. Salted and salted and clarified ghee Whipped all with herbs, how you satisfy me Made from if nuts, if from lactose You're free from your butter Baking or frying or melting on top Spreading or cutting in biscuits, don't stop You are so yummy, I will sing this pop to you Butter, 
I can party with coconut oil or with lime. What to do without butter? It would be so hard. Butter, I melt you in my pan. Your fat content, I stand again and again. And I want you on my tongue, my songy song. You're my, 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 my. Oh, you're my, 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 my. Please pass me my, 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 my. By the by, if you were expecting a love song to my darling beau, Alphonse Dupont, worry not. He is currently singing about the flourless chocolate cake I dropped off yesterday. A shout out to Electric Romeo, who sent me the fan mail asking me to talk about my favorite fats. I hardly knew how passionate I would feel about the subject, and the research has yielded more than enough material. So, make sure to subscribe to my two-hour special just on cooking oils and their smoking points, an investigative expose on leaf lard, and a roundtable discussion on cookie butter categorization. Oh, so much love to go around. All right, friends, make sure you have good cooking fats, fats that you love and who love you back. And know that we at Starlight love you too. Keep in touch and eat well. Missy O'Danaher out. It's good to hear that Missy is doing well in quarantine. Her kitchen's certainly getting a lot of use, which is uh, more than I can say for our kitchen, which is currently the staging area for a one-woman production of Les Miserables. Fun tie in there. Incidentally, uh... What was I going to say? Oh, yes, one of you commented in the chat about how you were experimenting with sourdough starter, and it reminded me that one of our patrons from Patreon has been experimenting with sourdough starter and made sourdough crumpets recently, which is a very exciting development. Didn't know you could do that. Uh, so uh, the things that sourdough is bringing into our lives during the quarantines... But the important part about this was I wanted to thank all of our Patreon backers for being there to support this show throughout all of the lockdown period. We hope that we're bringing enough laughter and joy to your life, and uh, we want to make sure that we're maximizing that as much as possible. So feel free, like that other Patreon backer, to reach out to us through the Facebook, through our Twitter, through our Instagram, or you can email us directly at starlightradiodreams uh, at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to reach out, make any, f give us any feedback, or just tell us what you're doing with your sourdough starter. We also want to thank all of the essential workers who are uh, out there keeping the world running. Some of you are amongst our Patreon backers, and we appreciate you uh, especially. Uh, who knew? Who knew the things that we would consider to be essential just a few months ago? And now we understand. Now the world knows. Speaking of things that the world knows now, this, the team here at Starlight Radio Dreams would like to say unequivocally that black lives matter. And that's important.
So now, with that being said, oh, I uh, I said something serious. I am now obliged contractually to go before we move on to intermission, everyone. Thank you for joining us here at Starlight Radio Dreams. We hope you enjoyed your time. If you'd like to keep dreaming, you're in luck. Our first official episode of the season is coming up this week. Get signed up before Friday, October 30th to get it while it's fresh. Admission is available on our website, starlightradiodreams.com. Admission is also included along with a bunch of other great perks to our backers on Patreon. Until next time, Pod Squad, keep laughing and keep dreaming. <laughs>